We used Anchor on your recommendation for the second episode. Yeah. This meeting is being recorded. It's a pretty good, pretty good program. Shout out yeah. to Anchor. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. You're listening to the only podcast that admits they might know what they're talking about. I hope everyone has a ball. This is We Might Know Sports. I love you! With Kevin. I think it's going to work this time. And Corey. You should have started reeling because I bit all over that. <laughs> and that's just facts. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. We like sports and we don't care who knows. No for gay Jesus, people. What was a topic Corey might like? Um, I don't even know. You might like it, Corey. He just doesn't yeah. know. Sounds like something a guy in a van would tell me. Don't tell me how upset I am. I was felt fine afterwards, and then Yahoo agreed with me, gave me the solid A+. Buckle up, buckaroo! I feel like I just destroyed like my life in general. Steep, steep. And here we go. Probably the only good thing about checking old files is I find hidden gems like this open. Uh, I think we're on episode 157. I didn't do notes this show, so it's going to be a fun one. Alrighty, 157 it is. Uh, We are doing our first weekly podcasts, so back to back, in what, like... Two, three, since March. How about that? Let's just throw that one out there. <laughs> now that there's actual sports to talk about, uh, I, as always, am your host, Kevin, with the other host, Corey. Uh, sometimes we're joined by Abe Lincoln, a.k.a. Stefan Saxby, but, you know, it's life. No one knows what's going on anymore nowadays, so... He'll join us when he joins us and lets us know when he wants to join us. Uh, today, our plan is to preview the AFC NFL. Yeah, the NFL. Well, at least half of it, the AFC. we got a fancy draft coming up, so we'll be uh, trying to plan that too as well. Uh, NBA playoffs started today, so we got that to talk about. And we had a UFC Saturday. And NASCAR. Don't forget about that. And we have NASCAR, which is getting very interesting. Well, once again, Stefan's collapse is on, even though he doesn't believe it's going to happen. It's only inevitable, I think. One of us, if not both of us, will pass him. I know, we both might pass him. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling that way, because you have D. Benedetto left. Yeah, and uh, basically, <laughs> as long as he doesn't crash in one of the games... right. Or one of the races. I got three choices. I just I don't know when to pull the trigger on. But I feel been... like I can beat him as long as well. Two things. Austin Dillon. We might as well just jump with NASCAR first. Yeah, I guess. Uh, as long as Austin Dillon comes back from his uh, COVID, and then um, as long as none of my three people crash. I mean, this is just crazy. He was talking a big game all of a sudden, and then it was just like life hit him in the face real quick here. Sorry, I forgot to pull up the Google Sheet. But, yes. We're heading into into Dover, which is only a mile-long track this weekend. 
Um, so it's on the shorter side. So I did my research on who are the best short track drivers available to me. And even though I'm not very confident in it because he's old now, so his stats are a little skewed because at one point he was an absolute superstar, I took uh, Matt Kenseth. Oh, you took him? I was going to take him yeah. too. I think we're on the same wavelength right now with drivers because I remember yeah. last week we were... Same. After Kenseth, though, it's really all you because I'm taking two... I put my whole thing in because after that, I'm taking two drivers you guys both took. Yeah. I know, like, Stefan took Kenseth earlier on. Yeah, he got a 19 out of him. If I can get a 20 out of him, I'm okay. Yeah. So I will at least benefit from the fact that I can see... Oh, he does. <laughs> From race one. Uh, but who do I, do I have to take right now? <laughs> Not the, no, you don't have to. I mean, we got uh, Captain last minute. Mm-hmm. I think that came into his Custer pick and that kind of backfired because he was like, who the hell is Custer? Yeah. I don't think I would ever take a rookie on a road course. Especially a, a never-driven-on-road course. That's what I mean. That's a tough, tough call. Although, who am I? Kaz Grala's very first NASCAR race, he placed seventh in Austin Dillon's car. So, How how did Bell do? That was my other driver. He's the rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's the other one of the big three. I kept seeing him do... He, he was, was doing well. I don't know if he fell out of the top 15, but he was up there most of the day. Uh, Chase Elliott, for those who don't know, did win. So me holding on to the best road course driver until a road course panned out. Uh, definitely catapulted me, put me 10 behind Stefan and only nine ahead of Kevin. <laughs> so we're in an extremely tight race at this point. For the viewers who can't see. What was it when... Oh, I, I got it on the stream now, so... I did a little uh, little audible. <laughs> they can barely see us, but they can see that, at least. Uh, let's see here. Bell finished in 21st, got 16 points. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Remember when Stefan won with Kurt Busch and said, you guys want to just hand over the season? That was like four Oh, yeah, because I crashed with Stenhouse, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, I think I'd like to point out to him that I have three ones, and I'm in second. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was me last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you, I'm you last year as well. I'm oh, that's steady. true, because I have all those weeklies, <laughs> and so did you last year. Yep. It's nice and steady. And then Stefan's just all over the map, and then he did what he did last year, which was just all of a sudden go from getting good points to that's because no besides the blaney zero he was on fire all the way up until austin dillon mm -hmm. and really you can go all the way to d benedetto yep and then, then he, he fell apart then he ran out of drivers yeah stenhouse jr was the other one i was looking at Oof. he is so uh he scares me so much he got me a one and Stefan a six. So as long as he gets more than six. Yeah, then you got him. That's that's how I compare at this point. That's how I that's it's how like, I do it. As long as I get more than what he got with him. Yeah, that's wow. what I do. 
But how's he do at Dover is the question. Let's see here. Let's pull up. Have they raced Dover yet this year? No. So I can't do that. How do you do in Darlington? Darlington's short, right? Uh, New Hampshire and Bristol are short. Bristol. Martinsville, too. Let's just pull up the old driver averages here. Of course, now it's not going to load, right? There we go. Who are you looking into? Stenhouse. Oh. I've got Bell, Stenhouse, and DiBendetto. I think those are the three I'm going to go with the rest of the year. Got it. Unless Stefan's going to be a dick. Stenhouse's average at short tracks is 20th. His Dover, he is... It's his 20th best race out of 25, so not great. Maybe save him for last. His best race... Well, he's won Daytona before, so if you want to do that. Hmm. Save he's him won Talladega, him. and he's won Daytona, so obviously... So save him for the last is what you're he telling is me. A, uh, obviously, he's a restrictor plate driver. He likes to go fast. Bell is going to have no stats, though. That's the thing. Uh, Not at Dover. Ebendetto did good on Bristol. Do I take him? Ebendetto's going to be good. I mean, better than the other two wherever you use them. It's just where do you want to use them? But he sucked at Martinsville. Dover's not the greatest. I think think that's my plan now. I'll use Stenhouse at Daytona then. See, we can just wrap this all up here. Yeah, we can. Oh, almost. I can't pick Bell technically. Uh, do I use them now and I know I can use them or do I use them? Yeah. Yeah. There's no stats on Bell at Dover, so it's just a... Actually, I can tell you what he did at Bristol, though, and he came in third. Okay. <laughs> he finished ninth at Bristol, so he must not be that bad at short track. There we go. Watch, he gets a one. I'll be mad then. He he gets a one this race, and then he... Lo- Ones are the only thing, I think, honestly, that will stop us from passing Stefan. Because I think he's going to fall. Yeah. Well, there you go, he's Stephen. down to, like... He's going to have to use Wallace, McDowell, or... Well, he used Kenseth. Wallace, McDowell. Mm. He's got Priest he could use. Does he have Bell? No, he, he doesn't. Bell. He doesn't use Bell, Right, he can use Bell. I would use if I was him. I'd use Bell, McDowell, and Wallace. Mm-hmm. And and our three drivers, I feel comfortable in saying, are better. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I mean, we're pretty you have even. the best one, obviously. We're we're even with Bell, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Di Benedetto is better than his two, McDowell and Custer. As long as Di Benedetto doesn't like mess up or anything yeah if he doesn't crash he's gonna place in the top 10 he'll get 15. me 15 he'll probably get me the the 
points as next two drivers will get. So, yeah, exactly. Really, from D Benedetto, I know it wouldn't be matching us, but if you got a thirty out of them, pretty much none of our drivers are going to hit a thirty. Fingers crossed, shooting our yeah. shots. I'd so, have to get really. I mean, Austin Dillon's capable. I shouldn't say that, but. Stefan, the pressure's all on you, not on us yeah. at this point. Yeah, no. He doesn't have a driver that can get 30 points. He'd have to get lucky, which sometimes he does get. Yeah. Like, who was it? Early in the season, he got something lucky. Oh, apparently, that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember he picked a rookie and he ended up I mean, a 28 out of Newman at, after seeing what Newman's done all year is good. Yeah. Was it? I used Newman, Newman and Newman... got a 16. Didn't Newman crash? Oh, I technically still have Newman available. For you me. have Newman if you uh, don't want to use a rookie or Stenos. Hmm. Forgot about that. I've just been so scared to use him. I've been kind of looking at uh, the the playoff standings and seeing if there's a driver that like has a chance to sneak in because you know they're going to race their heart out. Mm-hmm. But you've been using him because I was I was looking at McDowell because he's actually not that far out on points. Hmm. I mean Newman, he's been doing better at least. Came in thirteen. Maybe I maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll hold off on the Stenhouse Junior just for now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Newman's good at Daytona, but that's where he crashed too, so he might have a little PTSD. Maybe he wants to prove something too. So we'll yeah. see how he does in the next two races. And then we'll... But at least I have options, unlike certain people. Yep. Who knew getting a 16 out of Larson was going to turn out to be a benefit for me? Right. All right, well... Our fun in the NASCAR world will live on. Let's check out UFC action. Those standings got shook up too. And by shook up, I mean put a little more more heat in uh, the kitchen for Ben. Cora yeah. gained, what, like a point? Maybe two? You no, gained three. three points on me, but still, I mean, now you guys, like, if you have a good week, really can catch me. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's start with the bottom. We were talking before the show. Burns was a shocker. He got submitted in the second. Why did that not save? That's weird. Ben picked Burns, too. I don't know why I didn't save. Oh. Um. I, I thought maybe he just didn't have a pick. So. No, he gave it to me. It was wrong. <laughs> um... I don't know if I've seen a zero yet in UFC. Other than Stefan's. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get a zero, to be honest. I mean, Stefan's the only one that can do it. I think I may have gotten one last year, but I know Stefan got like three. So He did burn submission second. That's right. He did the same as you. Mm. So we'll just do the old copy and paste. Boom. 
and hopefully it saves this time because I swear I, I've I've put this in like three times now. <laughs> so then we talked about we both knew who we we knew uh, Dodson. Neither yeah. one of us were a fan, so we both went Lashavili or however you pronounce it, which turned out to be the right move. Yeah, Dodson just looked really outmatched. I know I didn't send you the fight, but he just looked terrible in the fight. He didn't. He's he's not aging well. Yeah. So maybe on his way out towards a payday elsewhere. And then I thought the third fight was the easiest call of the of the whole card. Just you know, we guessed you and I just guessed the wrong round is all. You know what was funny was I got a little nervous because one of the podcasts I listened to, he was saying this is the sneaky one you should take Dos Santos. And apparently he didn't really take into the factor of Dos Santos being knocked out twice as much. Yeah, I just think Dos Santos was a, is a shopworn at this point. I think he's a yeah. good fighter, but I don't think he can um, take a punch anymore. Did you see how ripped he was, though? I think yeah. we talked about this last time. But... Yeah, we did. We talked about Brazilians turning out a little bit oh, yeah. uh, jacked. With the, with the Mexican meat. That's right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I was impressed with Rosenstrike though because at some points he looked like he was about to get knocked out too and he was cause he got knocked out like 2 months ago so that was hanging with him. Mm-hmm. He, he hung in there. Um he hung, he hung in there and he put himself definitely back in the I don't know what is he a top definitely top 8 heavyweight right now I would think. I think he was 8th. I think this oh, was, he was eighth. Yeah, this might may have been for the heavyweight uh contender if both DC and Stipe retire. Stipe is still on the uh, fence of retiring it sounded like. He was going to take the rest of the summer off. Sean O'Malley I believe he hurt his ankle or knee in this fight. So he wasn't himself and got knocked out one he didn't look too good versus Vera either. Vera seemed to figure from what I saw in the fight, Vera, like you had mentioned to me off camera, Vera seemed to start to be able to time him, and then it seemed to go downhill. Yeah, as soon as he realized his fakes and stuff, he was just getting destroyed. And then you can tell exactly when his knee gets popped out. Uh, and then, of course, you had the big fight, Stipe versus DC. Yep. And what round was it? Was it the second or third round? He got poked. DC got poked in the eye. And Mm -hmm. pretty much that was it for DC. He couldn't see. I I had DC taken the fourth, though. Yeah, he looked a little better in the fourth. But, I mean, come to the decision, you knew. I knew who was going to win. I only gave DC the second and the fourth. And I thought the second was a stretch. Like I thought, honestly, really, I could... thought it was the first and the fourth for DC. That second round, I thought, up until the, like the very end, Miocic had won. Yeah. Yeah, it was an easy. It was an easy call. Yeah. Decision. It wasn't hard to. It wasn't that. Ex- like for a trilogy, I was expecting a little more in the third fight. Yeah, and you gotta wonder how much the eye poke came into. Yeah. Turns out it was a detached retina, so he couldn't even see. Yeah. 
once that happened. I know he said it in the... I tried to record the interviews for you, too. And uh, he said that in the interview that he couldn't even see. He still can't see, I believe, today. So... Hopefully he'll be able to see because I like him as a commentator and it sounds like that's the way he's going because he only wants to fight for championships now. Yeah, he said he's done pretty much. Unless they can pull him out for like maybe John Jones 3 when John Jones takes out Stipe. Who knows? I don't even know if John Jones can take out Stipe at this point. Yeah. I always thought he was retired. He's pulling the Conor McGregor right now. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, wrong mouse. Next fight. It's not until September 17th. Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. I believe there were some other fights announced. I don't know if they're 100% main card, so I didn't put, throw those on yet. And then you got Khabib versus Gaethje on October 24th. So far, enough. that's the fight right there. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the one I'll probably buy next, <laughs> instead um, of my other ways. My problem with now with DC losing to Stipe in the trilogy, I don't have DC as really even a a front runner for goat anymore. But Khabib does. But my problem with Khabib is lack of resume, and I don't think as fun as the Gaethje fight is, does much for him. Yeah. Because Justin Gaethje is not a Hall of Famer. When so, I... like, Khabib needs to start beating Hall of Famers to, like, get the resume that he wants if he really wants to be considered, because he keeps saying it, he wants to be the GOAT. He needs another, like, superstar Hall of Famer to fight him. Well, you heard about the uh, next... He only wants to fight two more, right? Did you hear that? No. Does so, he want GSP? He wants GSP for his last fight. That makes sense. He needs it. But does that even make him... Con- ah, see, when you talk goats, I don't really throw that right now. If he beats a GSP now, I don't consider that great. Like, But on the flip side, I thought I heard GSP talking, and he's saying he doesn't really need it because he... For what I'm saying, like I'm saying, GSP on the f- doesn't need Khabib on his resume. His resume is solidified. Yeah. Because so there's going to have to be a lot of money thrown at GSP for him to even want to come back. Uh, I mean, who knows nowadays with the the way the gates are working right now for them, they're not getting as much money as they normally would. Yeah. I feel that fight would want to be you. You'd need a crowd presence, too, to make it more epic. For sure. It's going to be interesting. Adesanya is going to run into the same problem here pretty soon. If yeah. he keeps beating people. he does. There's not a lot of... That's the problem the UFC has right now. There's not a lot of talent at the top. No. Only, Especially in those divisions. Like, yeah. Like, I know at least John Jones ran through, like, a Shogun Rua... Uh, who else was there? Why am I well, going? he beat Rashad Evans when Evans was at his height. He beat Gustafson. None of these are Hall of Famers, though. He um, beat... Oh, why am I drawing a blank on the Brazilian that he beat there? So, well, he didn't fight Silva. Uh, I mean, he beat Cormier. That's that's one. And Rua's two. 
You beat Chael. Yeah, Chael has an outside chance, but I don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer. But Jones has Hall of Famers on the resume. Yeah. I just can't this think point, of them right now. <laughs> this point, Adesanya has none. Adesanya wants Jones. I know that, but right. that would mean he would have to go up because there's no Obviously, way Jones Obviously, Khabib going has down. Connor. That fight was huge for Khabib. Especially the way he made it look. That was light work for him. Yeah. Let's see here. Why am I drawing? I just want to, at this point, I just want to know the one that um, he did a folding chair to, and I can't think of his. Glover to share, you beat him. Yeah. Um, that's not the one, though. Vitor Belfort is another one. Liera Machida, yeah. that's the one. Oh, Machida. Yeah. He was in yeah. his prime. That was back in 2011. He beat Rampage Jackson. That's right. And he also beat Bader before he won the belt. Yeah, DC, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. I'm not. Glover, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Glover is. Yeah. Machida, yes. Quentin Jackson, yes, obviously. Rua, yes. I think those are all safe. Rashad Evans already is. Rashad Evans, then. There we go. Then that means Vidor probably will make it, too. Yeah. Okay. Whenever so, he, he yeah. retires. Yeah, so you got that, like you said, that stretch. He fought one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five in a row. As a young kid, that, too. As a young kid, and then later fought Tashera and Cormier. So he's got seven probably HOFers on his list, which is how I start to rank goats. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time with DC because a lot of his wins are controversial decisions. Like he had a split decision with Gustafson. And yeah. It's not just because I don't like the guy. Uh, it's not even that. I. But his win over Miocic is big. Knocking out maybe the greatest heavyweight ever is a big win. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with Jones. I mean, at some point, he's either really got to retire or... Because they haven't taken his belt yet. So, obviously, he's not retired if, he, if they haven't taken his belt. No, nah, they're doing the same thing as Masvidal did. They're trying to figure out the money. It's also Connor too. It's like, what the hell, guys? Come on. Yeah. But yeah, Ben, second place is no longer safe for you. It is mine. Never giving it back up. Started at the bottom. Now I'm here. Coming for Corey. See, I this. This next fight is pretty exciting. The Adesanya Costa one, just because I don't know if I'm going to take Adesanya. I should from a gameplay point, but at this point, it's all in. Chips are all in. I'm an Adesanya fan. There's no way I'm not taking him. See, I'm not. That's the thing. I don't like him. (laughs) Right. My question is, though, 
we can, I'll preview it a little bit, is Romero arguably beat Costa, right? Most people think he did. Yeah. And Romero chose not to get aggressive with Adesanya. I don't think that was a st- – I mean, I think he would have liked to, but I mm-hmm. think he was a little bit aware of Adesanya's striking ability. So my concern is going with decision. I don't – I think Paula Costa saw that fight and is like, I can't do that. I'm just going to attack Israel and see what happens. And I think that could be a bad choice. I think Romero was trying to survive and figuring him out later. Yeah. And I think Costa's just going to jump in and it might be not a smart move. The only bright side is, is the fact that he's a younger and he still has his chin. Yeah. I feel like if he lost his chin, then I would be a little more nervous, but I guess we'll see. We'll yeah. talk more. I got to do more research. But yeah, that's good. fight. Exciting fight. Ooh, that game's getting interesting. Let's take that off before I forget. All right, NBA playoffs have started. Zoom in so you can actually see it. There we go. Lakers, Trailblazers. Trailblazers sneak in with the playoff. What was it called? Playing? There we go. Playoff plan. Mm-hmm. Did Stefan even make his picks? Yeah. All right. Cool. He did listen. So let's start with Corey's picks. He's going Trailblazers all the way to the championship. Rockets. Riding the, riding the Dame time wave. Rockets over the Thunder. Trailblazers are super hot, so it's easy to see how that can come about. Nuggets, Jazz. Currently playing, you got Denver, it looks like tied. They're tied up at 59 apiece in the third quarter. Boom, there you go. All right, let's see if we can get ourselves pulled today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're going Jazz, Clippers, Mavericks. This one I had trouble with because the Clippers haven't been playing. Do they have Paul George? Is Paul George out? No, he's playing. Okay. Um, Okay. God. So they're both playing, and when they've been, they see they've shown signs of like the dangerous team that I know they are. But Luca and the Mavericks have been more consistent. Do you, you think they may have been using their preseason or the preseason the thing, whatever you want to call it, the games before the playoffs, preseason like, just trying to get a rhythm together? Yeah, probably, but. Now you're going in against a team that has their rhythm. So they very easily could just smack the Mavericks. They have more talent. But I'm just riding Doncha and Porzingis. (laughs) Doncic. And then, so you got the Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, Mavericks. You got the Blazers, Mavericks advancing. So not too high on the Rockets. Chances um, without uh, Russell? I don't know. I, see, the problem is my James Harden bias. I was just going to put the Rockets all the way because he's my favorite player in the league right now. But mm. I didn't want to do that. So I'm probably going to really bite myself when they make the run. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They always make that run to the at least <laughs> conference finals, right? Yeah. And then you've got the Mavericks and Blazers. So you took the Blazers. And then on the East. I figured if I was going to let the Blazers beat the Lakers, I just got to roll with it. <laughs> but you got Bucks, Magic, Pacers, Heat, Celtics, Sixers, and Raptors, Nets. Out of those, you got Bucks and Heat. This is a less exciting bracket. Yeah. Just went Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Raptors, Bucks, Celtics, Bucks, and then I got the Bucks winning it all. My Eastern side, I figured I went so wild with the West that <laughs> I had to keep it. You had to have some points come up your yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. How are we doing the points? Is it one, two, three, four, or what? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then for me, I can't pick against my Sixers. I like the Pacers, I think they're an underrated team. So mm-hmm. pick them. And I also need to get some points on Corey just in case. Raptors, Nets. No one cares about the Nets. Raptors, Bucks. Uh, because the Sixers just haven't looked good, especially with Simmons out. So and Then on uh, the West, it's for Lakers. Cause I wanted to be different from you. And apparently Stefan. Rockets. I'm riding the Rockets train all the way to the conference finals and then having them lose to the Clippers because I think the Clippers can turn it on. I like uh, Jokic, so I'm taking the Nuggets there. All right, let's see Stefan's for the first time. Stefan also going with the Heat. See, I can get an early jump. If, if the Sixers manage to beat the Celtics, I think it's over. <laughs> And then you got the Celtics Raptors on the bottom, Bucks Heat on top, Bucks Celtics. See, he rode the Celtics train. Yeah, I knew. I thought he was gonna ride the Celtics train all the way. Yeah, so did I. Uh, he took the Bucks to the finals. On the other side, he's got the Blazers, Rockets, Nuggets, and Clippers. So he pretty much covered his bases. If I can't even gain on him in the East, we picked yeah. the exact same bracket. So you need the Blazers to go all the way? I have to ha- Well, I need the Jazz to beat the Nuggets, Mavericks to win. I need wild stuff to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, the- Stefan has me completely blocked. The Clippers don't win championships, Stefan. I don't know what you're smoking. Jeez. <laughs> I just don't see the Clippers winning. I don't know. Hard, hard to tell. We'll see. Wrong one. There we go. So, live looking. 59-59 still. Boom. Alright. Moving right along. I can leave, actually. Let's do this. We'll go back to... Whoa, zoomed in. There we are. Oh. There's our beautiful faces. Alright. Now I can put this back on and be distracted by the game. Alright, 59-59 still. That's the NBA. Anything you want to talk about the NBA else? No, I'm good. Alright, let's pull up some NFL stuff here. So, I figured today we might as well talk about... Sorry, I got distracted by some headlines here. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently the Canadian Football League is canceling their 2020 season, citing financial losses, which is weird. 
Um, Weird because there's no financial gain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you're not. I don't, I don't understand how you're losing money by not having a season. But, er, apparently, Ravens are hosting Des Bryant for a workout, so that'll be interesting to see. I thought the Ravens were really going to pull the trigger on Antonio Brown. I heard rumors that he might go to Seattle. Apparently, Tua looks healthy in Dolphins' first practice in pads. All right, let's just go right into the AFC. Let's go to the East first because that's the most interesting division, I think, uh, okay. of because we don't know what's going to happen. That's why mm-hmm. it's interesting. <laughs> you got the Bills, who... Did they win last year, or did they get the wild card? Is that how that worked? They got the wild card. All right, that's right, because Patriots have always yeah. won the AFC. Stuff. Come on. Easy stuff here. Act like you've done sports talk before. Alright, let's pull up the Bills. Maybe. There we go. The Bills. Oh, I, I still gotta work on that season schedule. <laughs> uh, so, no preseason the judges team, so we're going, going in cold. Looking at their schedule, they start off against the Jets. Dolphins, Rams, and Raiders for the first four games. Kind of interesting. They're home and away, so they'll play two games on the road, two games at home. What was their big signing this year? For the Bills? Yeah. Stefan Diggs. Ah, yes. And they signed Dawkins to a $60 million extension. So you have Josh Allen... Stefan Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, and John Brown is his receiving core. And then you have um, the running back there, David Singletary. McDermott resigned to a longer extension, so he's going to be there. So if they can make the playoffs again this year, which mm-hmm. in all likelihood they probably will in this division. Um, I mean... If, if they're not your favorite to win the AFC East, they have to be at least your favorite for a wild card, I think, because of how weak their division is. I think because of the changes in um, New England, uh, I have the Bills personally as the favorite to win that division. Mm. I mean... I'm not prepared to give you a record or anything like that, but I think, well, I guess without even seeing their schedule, I think they're in the 9-7, nine and, nine and 10-6 and six range. I mean, I think all the networks agree with us because they have never really been a primetime football team because of how bad they've been. Mm-hmm. And already we have, as of right now, I know it changes. Uh, we have, let's see here, one Thursday night game and one, two, three games with a to-be-determined as well, um, either on ESPN or NBC for primetime football. So, And though, what's even more interesting is you have two Monday night games and the Thursday night game all in the month of December. So obviously they're expecting something big in the, the end of the season. 
especially Correct. with that game at New England. So I could easily see them racking up a bunch of wins early on in the season, it looks like, by their schedule. Mm-hmm. Or they could easily go probably, how many games is it? Eight, eight and two before their bye week, it looks like. Yeah, they have ten games before their first bye. And then run through a bunch of trouble because they're at San Francisco. Denver is always a tough place to play. And then you got the New England rivalry. Plus, it's New England. You n- never know. Just that's, I think, the biggest question mark. What is New England going to be like? Right. So let's roll right in and talk about them. Obviously, their biggest loss question mark was Tom Brady. We'll see how he does down in Tampa. But are they better or worse? Because they didn't really, up until a couple weeks ago, they didn't have a quarterback, and then they snuck in and signed Cam Newton. Yeah, but then they announced today that Cam Newton is a (laughs) co-starter. A co-starter? What the hell does that mean? That's what Pat McAfee was ripping on him. He goes, so wait... Is this something that he's going to start doing and then list all his receivers and say they're quad starters? <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear this. Uh, so, anyways, you got Cam, presumably, at quarterback. James White at running back with Sony Mickle. Wide receivers are Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, Mohamed Sanu. And your tight end is... David Asasiasi. <laughs> Those are your offensive starters. Defense is the one that went through an absolute overhaul, and that could be a problem for them. They also, I know Stefan isn't worried about it for some reason or another, but lost two key defenders out of their defense right. to the COVID um, option. Well, Hightower's not going to play. They Got rid of Van Noy. They didn't pay him. And then Chung isn't going to play, right? Yeah, and he was their free safety, I want to say. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he's he's decent enough where he's going to That's what be, I mean. He was one of the leaders on that defense during the playoffs. Like Their defense is going to be messed up. No Hightower, no Van Noy, no Chung from just last year having one of the best defenses. Mm-hmm. All you got returning is that great secondary with Gilmore and um, what's his name there? McCordy. They had six players opt out of this season, so. Do you think, I know we'll probably never be able to find out, but do you think Bill told them that they aren't really trying? Like, I don't do think, think so. He, he's don't, don't he's too much of a competitor, I think, to ever sit there and be like, let's not play this year. Because, I mean, think about it. He made Tom Brady Tom Brady. From the sixth round, so I don't see him like strategizing like that. I think he may have saw the Cam Newton and was like, "All right, let's try and get him." Worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, we get a better draft pick. I feel like he's him and New England have been such financial sticklers. Like Tom Brady never really got paid in New England; he was always like middle tier quarterback pay. Mm-hmm. Which is fine because he had his other ventures, but some guys aren't like Tom Brady, so it's going to be very hard to justify that first round pick money. Yeah. 
or first first overall draft pick. So the big debate that at least you and I have been having are the next two teams. Who will finish ahead of who? At this point, who knows? <laughs> because what Dolphins team are we going to get? Are we going to get the one we saw at the end of the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick? And the... So if their team is with Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have him, Jordan Howard, and new, new addition Matt Breda. Then they have at wide receiver Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and Jakeem Grant. And then their tight end is Mike Kosicki, who had a good year as well. They have talent. I just and the main story to the Dolphins to me is their defense is really good, and their def, their coach is a part of that Belichick tree. Um, he believes in defense. They arguably have the second best secondary in all of football behind the Patriots. He's obviously going with the same style of play. Last year with the Dolphins, it was definitely a tale, literally the tale of two halves of a season. Because the Mm -hmm. first half, they went 0-7 with Rosen starting three games, it looks like. Just going off of stats. Mm -hmm. And then Fitzpatrick started the first one and then the rest of the season after week four. And... I mean, with Fitzpatrick, he's just such a question mark. He's either hot or not. Mm-hmm. And at what point are they going to sit there and be like, all right, let's put Tua in? Because are they going to put him in, do you think? Yes. You know? I think if Miami is struggling, yeah. If they start off 0-7, probably. I think if they start off 0-4. 0-4, you think they would throw him in? Yeah. Let's see. I who, think after the first quarter of the season, if they don't have a win, Fitzpatrick's in trouble. Well, I mean, their first first four games are at New England versus Buffalo, at Jacksonville, and versus Seattle. So, so they have to get that Jacksonville win or uh, Fitzpatrick's sitting. And you're gonna you're gonna sit there and throw Tua in versus San Francisco in Week Five, or do what you want they... do you want to wait? Until you can get, you don't want. Might not be able to wait if you're trying to make a serious playoff run. But are they this year? Why not? Do you think? I mean, or would you wait that extra week and play them at Denver? Denver's really not a scrub either. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Because Miami's got a tough ass schedule. What you're reading to me, and then because. After that, you have the two L.A. teams, and, I mean, it's first the Chargers, who have an amazing secondary, and then the Rams, which is hit or miss. Yeah, the Rams' defense has kind of not been great lately. I feel like without Wade Phillips there now, it might be a totally different monster on its own. Yeah. So, it's, it's it, I think it's mainly just going to come out how good... Fitzpatrick is if he has three or four games where he's hot I don't think you see him at all this season because of his injury proneness I think they give him one full season on the bench especially with the way this year is with no preseason games maybe Mm -hmm. throw him in once in a while if they're getting blown out or something but if they start off 0-6 then maybe I think or 0-5 I'm going 0-5 
All right. You're going on four. I'm going on five. All right. So the spread's at four and a half. Yep. And then you have the Jets, who didn't do too bad. They went seven and nine last year. They went oh. seven and nine, and and their team now is Sam Darnold, running backs Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore. Wide receivers. Frank Gore, the guy that can't quit you. Wide receiver, <laughs> kind of a brand new core. You got Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perriman, and then the rookie Denzel Mims, who's projected to kind of take over and be the guy right away. Mm-hmm. And then tight end, Chris Herndon. Herndon. Perriman's not bad. He's from Tampa. He did decent. Uh, I think he just wanted too much money for Tampa to resign him. Is Perriman from Tampa, too? Yeah, was he from the? Yeah, Perryman uh, was the third. Re- he was the slot receiver. He was the go-to for Jameis a lot of the games. Okay, that's um, uh, well. Sam Darnold. Well, this is probably the better receiving core than Sam Darnold's had in a while. I know Robbie Anderson was good, but that's about it. Here's the thing: you gotta remember, last year Darnold was out for what five games. Yeah, and... he came back against Dallas and beat him. And hopefully we know he's wearing a mask out in public and not kissing anyone, so he won't get mono again. So hopefully that solves that problem. He's got an interesting schedule to start off with Buffalo at Buffalo and then San Francisco. Indianapolis, that's a question mark for me. I don't know their defense too well. So the East is obviously playing the NFC West, huh? That's tough. Yes. (laughs) Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they start. If if Darnold does what he did towards the latter half of the season when he actually was able to play and stuff, I, I see them doing decent. If we're doing early season projections, I'm going to go crazy and say Bills 1, Dolphins 2, Jets 3, Pats last. Wow, you think Patriots are going to take that big of a hit? Yeah. See, I... I've counted the Patriots out before, and it backfired on me. So I'm going Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. I can't respect the Dolphins until they prove me wrong. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's gonna be like six, six and ten Jets, five and twelve Dolphins again. I'm just not five confident. and eleven. Five, five and eleven. eleven. There you go. Five yeah. and eleven. I just I'm not confident yet in the Dolphins. Prove me wrong, Dolphins. That's what I'm saying. Watch, I do the I do our picks, and they're gonna be like phenomenal, probably. <laughs> All right, we have the NFC, NFC, AFC North next: Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh now having Ben Roethlisberger, hopefully for the whole season. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to start right with them because I'm on them right now. So Pittsburgh's offense is going to sport Ben Roethlisberger. Their running back will just be James Conner. He's a full every down back. Wide receivers are Juju Smith-Scheister, Deontay Johnson, and James Washington. And then their tight end, which is new, which a lot of people think is a big weapon for Ben because he loves his tight ends, is Eric Ebron. It's just, that's the thing with Pittsburgh, though. Just like, oh. I know, their team's just kind of eh, but their team was eh last year, and they were 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. And now you're giving them Ben? Eh. 
it's hard to see them not go eight and eight or nine and seven next year. They start off with the Giants, Broncos, Texans, and Titans, so it'll be <laughs> an early proving session for them after I think the first two games with the Texans and Titans. I think we'll be able to gauge exactly what kind of team they are. Yeah. I I don't really, I think uh Ben Roethlisberger, even if he's eighty percent of what he used to be, is still better than the thirty first ranked passing offense that they had last year. Correct. So, <laughs> I mean it's it's really true more of a like let's see where Juju Smith there is now with the actual quarterback. Mm-hmm. So You wanna hop on to the offense that looks like an all star team but will probably turn out to suck? Uh the Cleveland. Ravens? Cleveland. Oh. So Cleveland has Baker Mayfield, and then their running backs are Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And then the wide receivers, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, and then tight ends, Austin Hooper and David Joku. A lot of solid players. They have one, two, three, four, five. Five pro bowlers. It's really up to Baker. If 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 Baker chooses to not progress, their team sucks. Hey, he's got a new diet, so he's he's all in. I hope so for their sake. That's their main. That's the top headline I'm seeing here. What you missed this weekend? Dame time all the time. Baker Mayfield's diet and Giada challenges Katie Ledecky. What do we think for Cleveland? Um, hold on. I want to see this diet. Sorry. <laughs> Let's see here. He's in better shape. He added four pounds of lean mass. Just watching what he ate, especially Mexican food. Less Mexican food is his new diet. Alright. <laughs> Alright. So Baltimore, Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas. Let's start the season. See, they have the potential. That's the thing. Yeah. I have them winning this year. Oh, no. I can't say that. Not around Baltimore. Like, I have them with a winning record, though. Yeah, I could see them going 9-7. and seven. Yeah, same. I mean, they have both New York teams. Hmm. They have Washington. It's very doable this year. Yeah. We'll we'll put them on the board as a nine and seven. I don't see them making the playoffs, but I see them like on the fringe. Yeah. All right, who do we want to talk about next? Your I'm team. going up to Cincinnati. Quarterback Joe Burrow, running back Joe Mixon, wide receivers. They're going to run four spreads because uh, Joe Burrow prefers that coming out of college. So you got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, and John Ross. Then your tight end is C.J. Uzuma, who's not much of anything. And that's their team. Ooh, you guys are playing the NFC East, it looks like, your division. Right. Yep. Um, hmm. Part of the reason why I think we can get five wins. <laughs> you, got the, you got Washington and New York back-to-back. They're set at four and a half. I think they can get five. Let's see your Chargers... Cleveland, 
Hmm. I could see him get four. That's why they're probably at four and a half. Yeah. I got a. I went with five, thinking they'll steal a game. Yeah, they'll probably somebody. take. I, see, I have a hard time letting a team sweep a division opponent. Usually, that it's like one and one, unless they're really good. Right. So. I could see him go five there. Right, I don't know exactly for sure until I do my predictions. I'll, I'll get on that schedule this week. Since so we're then let's move on. Let's just move right on to the favorite of the division. You got Possibly Lamar ja- the favorite in the AFC. Possibly. You got Lamar Jackson, running backs Mark Ingram, and rookie J.K. Dobbins. Wide receivers... Well, you forgot a think... running back. You forgot a running back. You forgot Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I think they're weak, and I don't get the hype. But wide receivers, Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin. And then their tight end is obviously very good, Mark Andrews. And they're the only team I'll give the kicker because I got the best kicker in the game, Justin Tucker. Why does that sound familiar? He only played one season, Marquise Brown. Yeah, he was a rookie last year. All right. He was the number one receiver, I believe, but he wasn't great. They ran the tight ends, the two tight ends. They went to Andrews and Hurst, like, all season. So, basically, they have a full season combined between the two. Oh, Never mind, I went the wrong way. <laughs> Reading ESPN wrong. I was like, Devin Durvaney is a rookie, so. Willie mm. Steed. Didn't have too great of a season, but he caught a few touchdowns. That's the thing, at least they can catch touchdowns. Yeah. But, I mean, the way they run their offense, how long can that... They're a run-heavy offense anyways, I get mm. that. And they're set that way. Like you said. Their running backs are Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins, who's the most explosive running back in college. They have all all three are playmakers. Mm-hmm. It'd be very hard to see otherwise uh, something happening. And then they have maybe like the third or fourth best tight end in the league. So that's their team. Not to mention in the playoffs... Tennessee figure them out. Yeah, you stop the run. Yeah. <laughs> if you can stop the run, you will beat Baltimore. But that works all regular season. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Uh, let's see here. Jackson threw for 365 yards in that game. Also ran for 143, which was the high for the team. Tennessee won 28-12. That was just a run down, too, because you That's because Derek, and Derek Henry just run it down their throat. Yeah, for the full fourth quarter. I remember now. Yeah. Uh, they basically just r- kept running. <laughs> it's a good plan. I mean, it worked. Yeah. So we, uh, we're in agreement Baltimore's going to win the division. Yeah, they'll probably go, apparently. They went 14-2 last year. I'm we're kind s- of in agreement. This division's kind of easy to call. This yeah. division most likely is going to be Baltimore, Cleveland, Pitt, Cincy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is right now. Uh, probably, arguably, the least interesting division, in my opinion, of all the NFL teams. Maybe other than the NFC East, because the 
they're trash too. Uh, is the AFC South? Who would you be say was less interesting? The AFC South. Yeah. Uh, you got Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee. I feel like Tennessee is the favorite. Favorite. I'll here. start. Yeah, I'll start with Houston. Oh, you want to talk uh, about De- that dumpster fire? Okay. I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watt, Deshaun Watson, and then new running back David Johnson and Duke Johnson, and then wide receiver, new wide receiver Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and then new wide receiver Randall Cobb, and then they have Kenny Stills. This. This is the team where it's just like, why would you do that <laughs> happen in the off season? I don't know. Uh, apparently, what's the what's his name? Another product of Bill Belichick believes that he Bill can throw anybody. In. Yeah, Bill O'Brien believes that he can uh, put anybody in his system and they'll work. So he thinks Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb are going to make up DeAndre Hopkins' production. Arguably. One of the top five receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's arguable. Isn't it more arguable that he's won? Well, well, <laughs> well we had this talk last week. <laughs> <laughs> I threw him in the top five. Jeez. Uh, but, I mean, like, your, your quarterback is your heart and soul in your team, and you're getting rid of one of his favorite targets. It's going to mm-hmm. be very hard to recover. I will say Brandon Cooks is very good, but he has health problems, along with Will Fuller, who has health problems, mm-hmm. along with Randall Cobb, who has health problems, along with Kenny Stills, who has health problems. Also David Johnson. And DeAndre Hopkins was, I know you thought he was injury prone. He's Mr. Iron Man. He's only missed two games in his whole career. And you filled him with people who get hurt all the time. I don't get it. This is what happens when you let personal issues get in the way with business. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> this is why your head coach shouldn't be your general manager. Uh, you need a general manager that can talk your head coach off the ledge. And I honestly believe he's drinking his own juice because he just picked up Carlos Hyde out of nowhere last year and got a thousand yard season out of him. So he's like, well, if Hyde can do it. Anyone I'll just can. grab David, David Johnson. He can do it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to move on to the Colts. Uh, Interesting team, because one thing that I'm not going to mention that I haven't been going through is offensive lines. The Colts, according to Pro Football Focus, easily have the best offensive line in football. And that's why they went out and got Phillip Rivers. And then their running backs are Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Right now they have Naheem Hines ahead of Mack. Mack all the way at third on the chart. Uh, wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, and rookie Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC, who should be a big deal right away. And tight ends, Jack Doyle and Trey Burton. So there's a lot of weapons for Phillip Rivers to play with, along with a good offensive line. And the Colts also have had a good defense the last two years. The Colts, to me, are a scary team because I don't know what they'll do. No one does. Are they going to be good like two years ago with luck or right they could be ridiculously good or a total bust mm-hmm. it's all gonna come down to philip philip yeah. philip philip yeah is he gonna have a resurgence with a arguably better offensive line than the Chargers? all i can say is last year the colts were undefeated including a win over the chiefs until jacoby Ch- Brissett got hurt mm-hmm. so if philip rivers can at least do that 
He's thirty-eight. Let's see here. Let's just let's just peek at Phillips' stats here. I want to see how many times he was sacked last year. He was sacked thirty-four times. He's been sacked more than that though in a season. Yeah. Uh, but he had twenty interceptions thrown, so. I think I think Houston is going to digress to a 7 and 9 team and I'm going to go out on a limb. Ugh. I'm not going to go out on a limb, never mind. Colts are 8 and 8. I'm not going one way or the other on them. Um We got Jacksonville and Tennessee. Jacksonville is my biggest like what are they going to do? Are they going to actually show up are they going to be the team of two years ago or are they going to be the team of last year um with indianapolis yeah i could see them going eight and eight and houston going i'm going six and ten with houston okay i think that they're gonna have issues staying healthy whether it's uh the quarterback or the receivers Mm -hmm. or running back or the whole offense at this point I don't know who on the offense is going to finish, but I yeah. don't know if they're going to be able to cross the finish line. It could be bad for them this year. Uh, and then with the Colts, it's all going to come down to Phillip, honestly. Their defense was good enough last year to keep them in a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, it kept the Chiefs at bay to where they won. Mm. Their defense was very good. So, Phillip throwing a lot of interceptions. They they probably go 7-9. Philip being Philip. If Philip has like a re career resurgence, they have a chance to win the division. Mm -hmm. At nine and seven. Yeah. Well, what's their schedule? That's something I haven't looked at. Uh, schedule. Jacksonville, Minnesota. Oh, I could see them going nine and seven. We got Jacksonville, Minnesota, New York, Jets, Chicago, Cleveland, and Cincinnati to start off their season before their bye. Damn, so. <laughs> they could go. They could go like five and one out the gate. Yep. And then just yeah. stumble into the playoffs. Yeah. I think, I think it's safe to say they're gonna they're gonna be our surprise team of the year. I mean, if you want to call it that, like. Everyone's mm -hmm. kind of doubting it just because of Philip right now. But if they do, like, if they go 11 and 5, it's pretty surprising. And they have the schedule to do it. Yeah. Because well, they also have Detroit. Green Bay is another question mark we'll talk yeah. about later. And then Las Vegas. All right. Let's move on to. Uh, in my opinion, the least talented team in the whole league. Uh, the Philadelphia guard. Eagles aren't until next podcast. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um, quarterback Gardner Minshew, who I actually really like, but I'll get into why I don't think he's helped out that much. Running back Leonard Fournette, good. Here's the problem. Is he still on the team? All the, here's all the problems. DJ Shark is good, but D.D. Westbrook, Chris Conley... LaVisca Chenault, the rookie, who I love out of Colorado, but I'm not sure what he'll be. And then Keelan Cole. 
that's the receiving court. Tight end, you made a move. You went and you got Tyler Eifert, who's good when healthy, but he's never healthy. So good luck with that. That's your team. Your offensive line is poor, which is why it's good that you have a mobile quarterback in Gardner Minshew. All right, here's my thing with the team. I feel like if Fournette can stay healthy, which he did last year, he played in 15 out of the 16 games. Mm-hmm. If he's able to stay healthy, I think he's going to have a great season because it's a contract year. Yeah. And I feel like Jacksonville's done with him, so he's going to be out to prove himself for another team so he can get a payday with them. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it's all going to come down to him and if he stays healthy, whether or not their offense is able to do stuff to mm-hmm. get pressure off of Minshew. That's my analysis of the season, which is why I feel like they might get six wins. I got Jackson. I got him just under that. I got Jacksonville at 5-11. and 11. So, right around there. And so moving on to the favorite. Well, hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's the over under? Doug Marone finishes the year with Jacksonville. Well, I don't know what the over under is, but I don't think he do. do is, does he coach all sixteen games? How about that? that right? I'm gonna go yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I think if they they do as bad as we think they're gonna do, I think you see him gone by week fifteen. Okay. I think. Fair enough. Okay. Moving on to the favorites. Well, maybe now that we saw the Colts. <laughs> got Ryan Tan, another one of the best offensive lines in football. So you got two of the best offensive lines in the whole NFL in the same division, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback Ryan Tannehill, running back Derrick Henry, wide receivers, the same three as last year. A.J. Brown, who was the best rookie receiver in the league. Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and tight end Jonu Smith. It's the exact same team. They didn't do much. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're running it back. Do we think yesterday or last year, I mean, was just a chemistry fluke and they all were lined up and good, or are they for real and this is a decent roster? Well, I think the big change last year happened when they switched quarterbacks. When they Correct. went away from Mariota, they started to figure things out with Tannehill. Because mm-hmm. they started off 2-3 and three with Mariota starting. And then finished 9-7. and seven. So you're looking at a 7-4 and four seven record. 7-4, and four. yeah. And we're talking about teams that are no slouches here. Uh, so if you're going at that pace, a full season with Ryan Tannehill gets you at 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. And the way they run their, I feel like Henry got hurt and or they kept him out against uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And now that I remember, they kept him out of New Orleans for so he wouldn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And then they needed him in Week 17 to make the playoffs. And he went off for 211 yards. So. <laughs> Which is funny, because it was against Houston, who he only got had to 86 two weeks prior. It's all going to come down to Henry. That's why they paid him. Right. 
it gets the pressure off of Tannehill so he can have big games. And the receiver, at least Tannehill's favorite receiver, is A.J. Brown. So I think if they stay healthy, they're they're going to make the playoffs. Go yeah, I think seven. they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll go 10-6 and six at best case scenario, worst case, 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, I think they're going to make the playoffs with a winning record, whether that be 9-7 and seven or 10-6. and six. Yeah. So, All right, let's go. Let's go down to the West, which is an extremely interesting division to me. You want to start with Denver? Yeah. Uh, quarterback. This is one of the youngest and exciting like rosters to me. Uh, quarterback Drew Locke, who I, who started to kind of turn it on at the second half of last year, looks poised to have a breakout year. They made a big move in getting Melvin Gordon to team up with Philip Lindsay who definitely separated himself from Royce Freeman. Lindsay's obviously the better back. And then wide receiving core. Cortland Sutton in his third season, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler, rookies. And then tight end Noah Fant in his second season. This team is extremely young, but extremely talented. So I don't know where to put them, but on the account of youth, I think they'll only be 6-10, and 10, but they have so much potential to be better than it's all going to come down to their defense, right? I think, with such a young offense. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to age a little bit. Ron Miller's not as young as he once was. They got Bradley Chubb, who... One of the better linemen. He's young, though. Yeah, he's he's uh, 30 years now. And, I mean, we'll see you how still they have... go. You still have the good secondary, though, don't you? Yeah. And then you, because you have I was, Justin I was Simmons. Sorry, I got distracted by their offensive line, who's like all thirty plus. <laughs> you have Justin Simmons, one of the better safeties in the league. So it, it, they're an interesting team. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Uh, moving down the list, I'll just go to the Super Bowl champs, get them out of the way, because <laughs> let's face it, they're going to win the division. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the cor- barring any big injuries. Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie, expected to have a huge season right away. Uh, arguably the fastest uh, receiving core in the league: Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. Uh, Hill and Hardman are the two fastest player wide receivers uh, as far as speed goes on the field. Obviously, John Ross is the fastest forty ever, but on the field, it hasn't projected. And then the best tight end in all of football, some would argue, Travis Kelsey. I don't have too much to say other than that they're probably going to go 12-4 and four or 11-5. and five. All I've got to say is future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes is making money. Yeah, he's making money. And they arguably got better by adding a dynamic running back. Especially seeing how Williams is holding out this season. Correct. Uh, Clyde out, Edwards opting out. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is very good. We saw that in the uh, college championship. So moving down to a wild card. Right now, Derek Carr is projected as the starter, but quotes coming out of camp are Gruden favoring Mariota, calling him an, a terrific playmaker. So obviously he's seeing things. It's he's like seeing he cars. doesn't want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I I got money locked in for ten years. I don't care what I do. 
Running back, um, I believe he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, Josh Jacobs. And then rookie, Henry Ruggs III, the fastest receiver in the draft. And then second-year player out of Clemson, Hunter Renfro. And then your your three, uh, what do you want? Three veterans, Tyrell Williams, Brian Edwards, and Nelson Aguilar. Oh, no, Brian Edwards, excuse me, another rookie out of South Carolina. And then Tyrell Williams and Nelson Aguilar is your bets. Tight end, breakout, Darren Waller. Interesting roster. It's the Raiders. They're going to go 4-12 and 12 and get one of the top draft picks. That's all. Yeah, I'm off of them. I'm with you. I'm off of it. Derek Carr. I just... No D- Mariota. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh... And you're going to have to be accurate because they got two really little receivers. And then Tyrell Williams, who's huge. Oh, that's even better. I didn't even... <laughs> They have Peterman too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, then, then I think it's faith, uh, safe to say your favorite AFC team. I, I mean, but, but, by the uh, way, I got the I got the Raiders at like five and eleven. Yeah, they're yeah. I said four and twelve. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> right. Chargers believe to start the season with Tyrod Taylor. And then running backs Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson will be a duo out of the back. And a pretty good receiving core with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joe Reed, and tight end Hunter Henry. I like their roster. I like their defense. I think the Chargers could surprise some people along with uh, Denver if their offense gets it together. I think Chargers and Denver are really interesting this year. Tyrod Taylor. Just have a little bit of competition. It's not like I think they're just going to dog walk their division. Yeah, um, Tyrod Taylor is the big question mark. He or Turrod or however you say his name. Yeah. Um, but then, I mean, so if if he struggles, Justin Her Air Bear becomes a question mark as well. Yeah. So that's the big question mark. I mean, but with that being said, they were playing with Philip last year, and he was throwing interceptions left and right. He was throwing more to the other team like Jameis Winston was. So, And what'd they go? Were they a 7-9 and nine team last year? Um, one, two, three, four, five. Five and 12? Or five and 10 or 11. Five and 11. Yeah. Okay. Well, they actually did worse than I thought. I see them improving upon that. Um, a lot of the games, it was close. Like, they they lost to Detroit by three, lost to Houston by seven, lost to Denver by seven, lost to Pittsburgh by seven, lost to Tennessee by three, lost to Oakland by two, lost to Kansas City by seven, Denver by three... And then they only had one blowout all year. They lost Ooh. by 29 to Minnesota. All, right. all the others were two-score games or less, even less than that. Actually, two games were two-score games. How about that, that they lost? Yeah, so they got to just change the narrative and win some close ones, and they could easily just go 8-8. Eight and eight. 
And a lot of those came down to Philip turning the ball over. I can tell you that. So knowing that they were five and eleven, I guess I won't give them a huge jump. I'll put them at like a seven and nine team. I'm going eight and eight, nine and seven, somewhere in there. I think they're gonna do better. I think, like you said earlier, they're gonna surprise a lot of people. I don't think like uh, we were talking earlier with Indianapolis. They're not the surprise team, but I think they're gonna make a make it interesting come week 16 and 17 on that playoff race. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's enough to get them over that hump. And I hope I hope they give their head coach another season. So, if you guys are paying attention, we didn't go out on too many limbs. We got Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Buffalo with our possible wild cards being Indy, or the Chargers, or New England. Well, for Kevin. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess my possible wild cards would be like Indy or Cleveland right now. Didn't they add a wild card this year? Isn't there actually another team now? Yeah, there's going to be three wild cards this year. Yeah. Starting so this year. I guess I'll say Indy, Cleveland, and... I'm going to go with the Chargers. Fuck New England. <laughs> so, New England, Indy, and the Chargers for me. Those are my wild card locks. How about that? Alrighty. No, because Pittsburgh would have made the playoffs last year if that was the case. If they had that. Correct. Picture. I remember them talking about it. I just don't you see. You need to go clean that room. All right. That is your AFC preview. That's the AFC preview. Daddy, I pooped and I rubbed things on my Ooh, I forgot. <laughs> Did they reveal it yet? Hey, give me a minute. No worries. Uh, SCC right. revealing their opening week, at least. Did they give a date? We're going to play a 10-game <laughs> league-only schedule. Previously announced. Ah, the entire schedule's coming out in about four hours. But the opening week is going to be Alabama at Missouri, Florida at Ole Miss, Georgia at Arkansas, Kentucky at Auburn, Mississippi State at LSU, Tennessee at South Carolina, and Vanderbilt at Texas A&M. Boy, LSU is not getting any favors with Mississippi State, in my opinion, for that first game. <laughs> ah, they did announce the opening week will be September 26th. So, Alrighty. as of right now, it looks like the ACC will lead the way with a September 12th, I believe, is their first week. Hold on. Let's see if we can play. There are other conferences. I said it's a mess. Still haven't made a decision right now. South Alabama and Southern Mississippi are go. They would be the first game of the year on Thursday, September 3rd. Uh, September 10th, first game for the ACC. And then... So, if... The schedule plays out the way it currently is scheduled. 
we would have ACC playing two weeks before the SEC plays. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens because I feel like we might see a little delay, but I think we're actually going to see this college football season the way it's too. playing out. I do. Do you think that the Big Ten's hearing enough outcry from its players to come back, though? Maybe. I'm not sure what they're going to do yet. It was a live developing situation when we last did our podcast, so it would be interesting to see what exactly happens there. I know I'm holding all hopes that they do play. I mean, if the kids are in class anyways, might as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the I get the risks and I get the factors and everything, but I mean, if you're not doing online, then you're already putting them at risk, in my opinion. They're actually probably safer than mo- normal people because they're getting tested every week. Too. Um, what else? Oh, Big Brother news. Did you want to talk about it, or did you want to save that for your other podcast? Well, we can talk about it. I just got to move because my kids are waking out of their slumber. <laughs> no worries. Uh, let's see here. Last night. Uh, so let's see here. We <laughs> lost our first house guest on Thursday. That was Corey's. Uh, I may not be in the frame, but I can hear you. What was what was it, your pool pick, right? Yeah, Keisha was my pool Keisha. pick. Uh, and then, who's the HOH? This week is Memphis. Memphis, that's right. I was trying to think of the city name. I'm like, well, what city is he named after? Yeah. And he's thrown David and Nicole A, right? That's Nicole A. Yeah. The redhead Nicole. We're, yeah. Let's yep. do it that way. Uh, he's getting on my nerves with the whole picking on David thing just because he got booted out of the door last year he seems to be targeting and if if i haven't i haven't read anything uh so i don't know any spoilers for yet so i don't know if david won the veto or not but i mean if, if memphis is putting a pretty big target on his back if david does like win hoh next week or saves I, himself like yeah i feel like memphis put a target on his back no matter what, kinda. Yeah, especially with him trying to convince people to use their backstage pass or whatever VIP. Exactly, pass. exactly. And like, if see the thing is, is I know Nicole isn't really too good at the competitions. Otherwise, I would say like, oh, if she wins HOH, then maybe like, because that was just a dumb like reasoning. Oh, you didn't use your pass, so I'm gonna put you on the block, like. Oh, because she didn't play your game? Like, I get he's the HOH and you're supposed to, but, like, give me a break. Come up with a better reason. That's what uh, Samantha was saying. She doesn't like... She she goes, I don't know much about Memphis. And then we watched his first time as HOH. She goes, I don't like him. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he never... He never was HOH in his season, and he's already going after Ian... Because he beat his former teammate in the season before. Like, yeah. all these reasonings. And it's just like, dude, get over yourself. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, he's he's definitely not my one of my favorites, for sure. But, 
I mean, David, poor David, just like can't catch a break. Like he's he had one week basically. Because I know I I listened on your other podcast, you called David a floater, and I feel like David's not necessarily much of a floater as no one wants to line themselves up with the new guy, basically. Right, I guess no one really knows much about him because he didn't get an opportunity the first time around, and it looks like he may not get an opportunity the second time around. (laughs) It's like, poor guy, like, here to prove himself, and... What was the HOH competition this last week? I can't remember. Um, the HOH competition was, oh, was the true they false. had to look at videos. True false thing. That's right. So that's fair. It wasn't like a physical comp. He didn't do too well in the, I mean, he didn't do too bad. I should say in the, the VIP contest that they had last week or on Sunday. And I mean, just Christmas surprisingly, I hated her. I hate her too. <laughs> that's funny samantha doesn't like her either I, i'm the one who likes her uh i just i feel like she's making dumb moves pairing yeah, up well she made a good move i think for her game by keeping ian yeah i mean uh, it wasn't too bad i don't know i just something about her face makes me not like her it's it's more of a physical thing than a <laughs> <laughs> actual gameplay because i mean she made it pretty far the season she broke her foot or whatever so yeah she kept herself alive for not being able to compete in comps yeah so i have respect but that doesn't mean i have to like her um i think the other thing that was interesting i don't think we talked about it was ian and nicole or not nicole why am i drawing a blank Who's the who's the one that won? Other one that won? The girl? Yeah, Nicole the Blonde. Yeah, alright, so it was Nicole. Nicole and Ian pairing up. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I agree. I think it's smart, though. Yeah, I mean, both are best winners. I'm not surprised that they are. Uh, if they make it to the final two, like their final two pack stays together, I mean... You're looking at someone that won the game twice then, which has never mm. happened. And then goes on Corey's goat list, maybe? Would that go? If, if Nicole wins twice, I I mean, being the only person to win twice, I don't know how she isn't the goat. Yeah, same with Ian. Because like I told Samantha, the only thing that stopped... If she wins again, I think I said on our pod, our podcast, the only thing that stopped her from winning three times is the maybe the best player ever. Yeah. Yeah, you did say it on, uh, what is it? Yeah. Is it Coco and JoJo or JoJo? And yeah, Coco? it's Coco and JoJo show. Uh, check it out every week. Spotify, all those sources. Spotify, iTunes now, SoundCloud, we're everywhere. Uh, you know, our, our, this podcast is big in Ireland, so we'll try and get you some international fans. Tune in. Nice. You're into BB or, uh, random movies. Actually, I haven't checked out our playlist in a second yeah ireland seven percent of our listeners from linster ireland <laughs> i don't know where linster is uh, well, another three. We, i saw i saw we have no uh plays on other planets yeah big in holland too <laughs> north holland hmm. i forgot i was in screen share so you can see this look at this see we're big on apple 56%. Oh, yeah. 
I feel like I'm the Spotify listener, so 16% of our listeners is me. <laughs> I don't know I'm what the, the other. other is. Are you the other? Yeah. What do you use? Well, I guess I'm not the other because I watch our videos. I'm only YouTube. Oh, see? So yeah. we got Mac, iPhone, and then other 46%. I try to watch. I try to always give our videos at least one view. Yeah. Uh, we're still getting views on that fight companion. Apparently, people are tripping, tripping hmm. in fight companion. Someone, we got, well, we got five plays last week. Not bad. Uh, what was I gonna? What else was I gonna show you then? All right. Anyway, um, back to the game. <laughs> I took it away just as it, like went into overtime. Sorry. Oh, it is going in overtime? Yeah. End of four. That, that's all right. I got to let you go because Eloise is telling me she went to the bathroom in her pants. So. Oh, all right. Well, perfect place to end. Uh, yep. Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we surprisingly had a really long podcast. Covered everything. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we could get one in with the kids. They held off until Oof. the very end for me. It was close. I um, but yeah, until... We can get Stefan on to talk about his crappy Eagles and how the soon-to-be two-time defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers yep. are going to do this next year. Uh, as always, always cool. And yep. uh, A-Town for Stefan if he ever comes back. Who knows? <laughs> he says sometime this week. I don't know if we want to do another show. We'll find out. <laughs> but until then... All right. Stay fancy. I'll see you. See you. The recording has stopped.